1: there
0: you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphia and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going?
1: Good, although I'm, I'm concerned. I didn't know I, I'm down here, you know, on the, on the coast. So, and I'm not as plugged in as I normally would be. What manner of disrespect has been tossed to the Grizzlies' direction?
0: Uh, I mean, a lot. Quite frankly, there is is three separate occasions. One is kind of, you know, a a little bit down the list. It would be uh, Jalen Brown posted a picture of him and Marcus Smart and said, my brother. And then Jaron went under his post and said, "Uh, my brother now too. And Jalen said he doesn't even F with y'all. But then the, the more important ones here, we had Evan Turner on JJ Reddick's podcast saying, he was answering a question about expansion franchises and where he'd want to see an NBA franchise, and he said we should move the, the Memphis Grizzlies to Nashville. And then the other one, and I guess I'll, I'll pose this as a question. Jason Temp from Volume Sports, which is uh, Colin Coward's podcasting arm, he uh-huh. said Jalen Brunson is better than John Moran. So I guess I'll put this in a question for him. Is Jalen Brunson better than John Moran, <laughs> Jeff?
1: What do you think? No. No, he is. He may be more reliable. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, he was better for Team USA uh, than John Morant. Um, So, listen, I I, I guess.
0: He was better for Team USA than John
1: Morant. Love that. He had a better year, right? He's not better. Here's the interesting question. I, I do think this is what's interesting, is that very clearly, Ja is better in the sense of. He is a more gifted basketball player. He has achieved more, honestly, than Jalen Brunson. Um, the question is, though, it is interesting. Is it 100% abundantly clear to you that if every team in the league could have one or the other, that they would all take Ja Morant? Or has <laughs> it's ja Morant, not even close. Well, let me ask the question. Let okay. me ask the question. Yeah. Or has Ja's off-the-court stuff, sufficiently raise questions about his reliability that some might pick Jalen Bunsen.
0: If I'm talking about the future of my franchise and where I want it to head and who who gives me the best chance to raise my viability in, in being an NBA finals team and winning a championship, it's John Moran. Thirty out of he thirty has
1: a dramatically higher ceiling, there is no question. And he is a more gifted player. Has he's he raised questions? His, sure, but it's an incomplete a lot of good if he's not playing, right? He does that's in the in the end. And if he's suspended, and it was interesting to me. Listen, it's very clear. John Morant's a better player than than Jalen Brunson and has a higher ceiling than Jalen Brunson. I do think it's impossible to ignore that there are real questions now about John Morant going forward, and it's, it's only fair to ask them. It's not fair to say that Jalen's a better basketball player, but in the end, you do have to be available. And it was fascinating to me to read Drew Hill, is, you know, obviously we're bearing down on, on, on media day and, uh, and the return of the Grizzlies. And so he was looking back at last year's media day. And uh, some of the, the – literally the whole media day, it feels like could have been cold takes exposed. <laughs> like it was it was Danny Green, it was the Grizzlies and Danny Green <laughs> saying he wanted to be here all year. right so like He was going to be here all year. So that was one. It was Dylan Brooks talking about how he's just going to, you know, guard and play efficiently. No, that was was number two. He guarded. I'll give him that. And then it was the most sort of striking quotes, because it's hard to remember where we were at this time last year. The most striking quotes were from Ja about how the accusations that he parties too much, because evidently by last year they were already flying around on media day, are overblown and he says uh, you know he if you look at the quotes over at Drew's piece, it was you know i'm going to have fun and but the thing about it is people don't realize that i get home at 4 a.m. but then i'm in the gym again at 6 or something that's the quotes like that and but yeah. like, i'm going to party and i'm going to have fun and then people they and they, they don't see the other side of it they don't see how i'm working so hard whatever else so it was it's just interesting knowing what we know knowing the disaster that unfolded that, um, A, we were already to a place where people were rolling their eyebrow, you know, roll, raising their eyebrows about, about how much I partied. But it is funny, like, even when, when in his defense, what he said was, I can be out till 4 a.m., and then I'm in the gym at 6 a.m. And the truth of the matter is, you can occasionally, if you are an NBA athlete, be out till 4 a.m. But it doesn't matter who you are. If you are an NBA athlete consistently out till 4 a.m., it's not helping your career. And Correct. so I'm just going to be very interested into whether we get a different job. And, I, yes, I take job 100 times over 100, but I, I do think there are questions about job, and and, and, and that's very clear.
0: Yeah, but hey, the main point uh, Jason Timpf made was about playoff playoff success, and he said, well, You know, John Moran only beat the Timberwolves and then lost to these veteran-laden teams. Jalen Brunson won one series and then got beat by a, what, veteran-laden team. If that's your only point of emphasis, I don't know if that's a point much at all.
1: That's stupid. Yes. (laughs) Right? I mean, and and, and not only that, like, John was incandescent in games. You know, and he has been – he has had unbelievable – he's been instrumental to uh, playoff victories. And so – uh, yeah I mean the best jaw is a jaw at his best is a top 10 fifteen player in the league. I mean, he's not top five player in the league, but Jaw's best is a top 10 fifteen player in the league, and that is not true of Jalen Brunson they 're in different territory, and the truth of the matter is in this league, where if it's about winning titles and about how high your ceiling is, Ja is the kind of player that can that can get you there and Jalen Brunson really i honestly is is not in the same league but um but yeah it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interest it, well i'll say this it's interesting that people are even saying that yes. right and i think maybe maybe the whole thing is uh should be it, not that the grizzly i i i i think the whole fuel to the fire is a little bit overrated, but it's interesting that we have come fallen so that they have fallen so far so fast that People are routinely now throwing dirt on them, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. Like people mock the Grizzlies now; I mean, it's just true. Yeah. They mock them for having talked. A lot of it was Dylan-related, and Dylan's gone. But they have to earn the respect back of the league. I think that's true.
0: And it's okay to be in a in a less being less national stories, right? Do it do it from the dark, like Josh says. I I, I like the thought process behind that. Now uh, let's address the other thing. Evan Turner too says the he,
1: gri- he it is too bad he did not remain in the dark, isn't it? Like it yeah. is like it is like do it in the dark. Yeah, okay, whatever. Go ahead. What's
0: the, next? The, the Evan Evan Turner says Grizzlies should go from Memphis to Nashville. The only listen, I understand, and I if I fully acknowledge, if you're not in Memphis and you go to Seattle or you know a, a, a bigger market, you could raise the valuation of this franchise as a whole. But I do find it strange that that is being raised right this second. When I feel like the Grizzlies, in a lot of ways you know, John Morant's had his issues, but I feel like this is a golden age of Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Like, they're more on the national scale. The the fans are latching on. Season tickets are selling. Uh, whereas, like, in the past, Memphis basketball sort of ran the town. I feel like we, we have transitioned and grown to where, at this current moment, th- this is the strangest time in Memphis Grizzlies history to bring up them relocating, in my opinion, in my
1: estimation. Well, the, the only... I mean, who cares what one person says, right? I mean, like, A, A, who cares if one person says. I agree with that. I guess it was stranger to talk about relocating after year one, two, three, four, five, because they were locked into a 30-year lease. At least now, if you're being realistic about it, now – there is a lease that ends in 2029. And so we are closer to the end of the lease. And so in that way, it is in fact more realistic that they would relocate now than it ever has been just because we're approaching the end of the lease. But they're not, like, here's the truth. And, and, and I, I'm so sick of the arena talk that I don't want to really get into it. But one of the things that I think people should understand is if the Grizzlies really wanted to leave they could. They would have handled this completely differently. For example, just two years ago, I think it was now, uh, when there was this shortfall provision in the lease that said, "Listen, if you don't sell so many season tickets, if you don't like," and, and and there was this shortfall provision in the lease that allowed the Grizzlies to exercise it as an out clause. They could have, two years ago, exercised the out clause and tried to get the hell out of here. Um, they didn't. They rewrote the lease. And so they reached a different agreement. They they rewrote the old lease, uh, reached a a different agreement in the city, because here's the truth. They have no intention of leaving. And I don't really think the league has any intention of having them leave. Now, if they get sufficiently pissed off by the negotiations with the city (laughs) and the Tigers and all of that, like I don't rule it out completely, but they have no intention of leaving. So,
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: You can get irritated at Evan Turner, who's basically just taking a shot at Memphis, saying, listen, I'd rather than be in Nashville because I like visiting Nashville more. Um, you know, that's just the way it's going to go. Like, literally, I looked at a poll today. NHL players are reporting this week. I'm not sure not you're that plugged into that, but NHL Mm -hmm. players are reporting this week. And there was a poll over the Athletic about what road team, like what visit do you like the least? And Winnipeg was one. And my fair city of Buffalo, New York was two. Mm. And that hurts my heart. It, (laughs) It hurts my heart. But you have to realize at some point if you are Memphis, if you are Buffalo, New York, you're not going to – you're not. You're not one of the glamour places. Nashville is one of the glamour, glamour places. Uh, so one swipe by one NBA player, I don't – Doesn't move the
2: needle. I, I, I know I that. Don't really,
1: I, I don't really – yes. I don't really care about it. The, the, the Marcus Smart thing, that just seems like it was good fun, wasn't it? Yep. Like, wasn't that I guess good so. Fun? I guess so, yeah. But I'm glad you're getting fired up. You're very clearly. Uh, How about it? Yeah. You Let's and, do it. Yeah, man. You're looking for reasons to, Let's ride. to have a chip on your shoulder. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, there was a lot out there today. <laughs> right. So Between the three of them. All in, three things. An interesting tweet from Evan Turner just happened. Uh, Bryce Hayes, oh. who's, a, who's a friend of the program, yes. friend of ours. He tweeted at Evan Turner. And Evan Turner responded, "I tweet," yes. at, at <laughs> yeah. essentially being okay. like, "I messed up." Yeah, I messed up. I messed up. That was up. stupid.
0: Okay. So. There we go. All, let bygones be bygones.
1: He's a. He's a. He, he said, "I tweet." I tweet.
0: I, I tweet. Yes, I tweaked. Are you familiar with the with the uh, term? I tweaked. Tweaked. Oh, I tweaked. Yeah, I tweaked.
1: I tweaked. Oh, tweaked. tweaked. I Tweaked. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's fine. I'm familiar. Yeah. That's I fudged fine. up. I screwed up. He messed up. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. We there. backed him in the yes. back. He's back down. Uh, yes. That's great. And uh, so that's all right. None of these strike me as, I don't think it's anything and, that we should go to war over. Yes. You and,
0: know? and also, to your point about uh, the Grizzlies operating like they're not going to leave, I have dealt with it with the St. Louis Rams. I've seen it with Oakland and right. the A's. Usually... They tank before they leave town. Usually they they try to put out the worst possible the worst product, product first, ever right. no, so that, they can say on the me. back end, oh, we don't have fan engagement. Our team you're stinks. Exactly we right. haven't been producing. The Grizzlies are not operating that way at all. They're yeah, aggressive. They,
1: you're 100% right. I, my early experience with that was my beloved Buffalo Braves. Um, they were a good team once upon a time. Ernie D. Gregorio, Randy Smith, Bob McAdoo, <clears throat> good team. And then they did two things. One, they traded the number two pick in the draft for Swen Nader. That became Marcus Johnson, who I believe Marcus Johnson went on to be a Hall of Famer, I think. Uh, And then two, they literally freaking sold Bob McAdoo to the New York Knicks. And then they stunk, and then no one went to games, and and then they leave. You're exactly right. That is the playbook. Part of the playbook is to do that. And that's not at all what they're doing in terms of disrespect though, like people have been taking shots at Memphis ever since they came into the league. I mean, it was very famously, uh, Phil Jackson, who said he came to Memphis and he said, and it is a very erudite comment, very erudite impulse insult. He said, Memphis looked like Dresden after the war. That's what he said. He said, downtown Memphis looks like Dresden after the war. So basically (laughs) bombed out Germany is what he compared Memphis to. And so if you live here, you just have to suck it up and take it and realize that the truth of the matter is I would not trade living in Memphis for living in uh, Los Angeles uh, for a substantial amount of money. So they can have LA and I'll have my, uh, I'll have my nice life in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you.
0: Um, Talking with Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Memphis at Mizzou. We talked about it. We know that I, I. I thought it was interesting. Ryan, they 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 traveled today and they're going to Top Golf. I think they're at Top Golf as we speak. About five minutes from my childhood home, but that's a it's a side story there. I, what is the to you? Because obviously it's not a conference game, and if they lose this game, it doesn't really do anything in the grand scheme of what they can still accomplish from a conference standpoint. How how important is this game though to you? How important is this for Ryan and for this team
1: in this particular season? Well, it's an interesting way you look at it because obviously the, it, 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 you don't criticize them if they lose. You know, if they lose this game essentially on the road to a Mizzou team that just beat Kansas State, yeah. I mean, they just don't. They. they, they I, I, and by the way, the last time they traveled to Mizzou with Mike Norvell as head coach, they got trounced. Mo- I was there. Yep. Were you playing in that
0: game? I did not play in that game, but
1: I was. I was in the he stands. Was a tight end from Missouri who caught like seventy-two passes. It was like he was a. He was, <sighs> was Albert. It was man. Albert O. Albert j- O. Oh. That, that guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know how he to say his last name.
1: Nuts. And it was. And so there's no. There's no. Uh, you know. There's no disgrace in losing this game. The problem is is that when you have put the program in a position where there is a certain amount of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, a lack of enthusiasm just broadly for the program, when you have 25,000 or whatever, 23,000 for a national TV, those opportunities that you have then become more important, right? Like it's, 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 you know, when you have to, when you have to, shock the patient back to life right a little bit like these opportunities are more important and so if you're going to have a special year this is one you have to win but Mm -hmm. but i'm not no one's going to rip him for losing this game you know and and so i don't know like how, how do you quantify that it's an important opportunity it's an incredible opportunity but it's also not – you can't say it's a must-win, like can you? That's not no. fair. No.
0: I, it, I, if, if we're talking about fan base latching back onto this program and getting, on, getting the fan base on Ryan's good side, yes, I think there's a tremendous amount of importance to, to winning this It is very
1: game. important, but you can't – like, it, it's – I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to come up with the right metaphor for it, right? Like, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's it's an incredible opportunity. It's yeah. an, and the way it is broken makes it even more of an opportunity. Um, it, 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 to say it's a free shot, though, like everyone's, I, 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 think, I think I think there's some truth to that. Well, some truth. But, but what you're saying is is that a free shot implied there's literally no downside to losing, whereas. You, you you seem to be saying that so, some it's downside really important it's really it's so important that they win this that it's not really a free shot you know what i mean like so much could happen if you won this that that to call it a free shot is not quite right like it's a little it's a it, it's a little more important than a free shot right because yeah. there is it, it, you're not if you are a program that's just not not for this particular team and players,
0: though, is where I'm getting at. This particular team and players, it's it, it to me, it's a free shot for the for the coaching staff and for this fan base. Maybe they don't it's view it through that shot. same lens. She but I, I, you know, but as a player, if I'm putting myself in those shoes, it feels like I mean, everything's still ahead of you if you lose the damn game. Like you're, right. you can still go beat Tulane, beat you know Boise I really State, hate? handle you know yourself. What
1: I really hate? I hate well, – one of the expressions I hate more than any other is all our goals are still in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 that's a loser's lament. That's right there. All our lo- – But
0: you're big matters. on loser <laughs> mentality, Jeff.
1: Come on. Well, the truth matters, they're not still in front of you. You're no longer a Peach, ball ca- peach Bowl candidate. It's yeah. the idea that, like, nothing's changed. Yes. You know what's a free shot? What do you mean you're no longer? It feels like – like you're not going to get to the Peach Bowl if you, if you, if you lose to me. If you, well,
0: but here's the thing. If you won the rest of your game,
1: sure, you'd be in there sure you'd you'd in that conversation. I was going to go. You you need a – in addition to to winning the conference, you need some signature win along the way, it feels like to me, to get that. Tulane could help. When Tulane could help. When Tulane beat Ole Miss – I mean, they didn't beat – when they played Ole Miss earlier this year, for Willie Fritz, that was a free shot, right? He's got the program rolling. Beat USC. Already like him, no matter what. You can't if if they don't beat Ole Miss, you're not going to say, "Well, really, Fritz isn't going to get it. Isn't getting it done." He had to do that in order to do something special. He's already done something remarkable with the program, and so to play Ole Miss was a free shot. That is, this is not, this is This is more complicated than a free shot for Ryan Silverfield for that reason. Does that yeah. make
0: sense? Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. But I'll say this sitting here on a Thursday, all their goals are attainable. All their goals are in front of them. Damn yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> well, Jeff, you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you yeah. tomorrow. Bye. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Um, you can follow all his work at the Daily Memphian. He's a columnist there, at DailyMemphian.com. and all of his radio work, 9 to 11, right here with the Jeff Calkins Show on 929 FM. E-S-P-N. Now, when you think of engagement rings, wedding bands, or diamonds, think Robert Irwin Jewelers. Ring design is the number one thing that women care about and why all the Robert Irwin Jewelers rings are fully customizable. You have to get this thing right. If you're going to start a relationship, a marriage on the right foot, an engagement on the right foot, you need the right ring. And if you have an idea, if you have a picture, you can make this thing fully customizable for yourself. I mean, if you're artistic, you can bring a drawing to the people at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and they'll make that ring come to Life, and if you're not that artistic, you can pick a ring, show up to one of their five locations, including one on Perkins Extended, and you can pick a ring all by yourself. You choose the center stone, cut clarity, shape, size, you pick the setting, they'll help you if you need it, and they will make that ring for your special someone that no one else has or has even ever tried on. It was designed totally by you for them. It always means more when you take the time to do something special. And there's no pressure with that meant-to-be guarantee from Robert Irwin Jewelers. You can buy that loose diamond custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have 365 days to return. I understand that not all of these engagements go according to plan. If she backs out, guess what? You can bring it back, and you can get a full refund. If she doesn't like the ring, you can bring it back, and you can exchange it, find something else that she does like. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been doing this in Memphis for 42 years going on 43 years. Howie and his family have always provided different and more relaxed ways to buy fine jewelry jewelry, with less pressure and more options at much better prices. Uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers always has something you'll be proud to give no matter what your budget is, and they make you look good and help you show how much you care. You can get bigger, brighter diamonds with zero down and up to 60 months to pay, and there's a lot of different things that can bring you to Robert Irwin Jewelers. So whether it's birthday, anniversary, congratulations. I love you. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. Dog's birthday, whatever it is, $250 to $250,000, Robert Irwin Jewelers has something for every single budget for you. Five Memphis area locations, including the OG on Perkins Extended, or you can go online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Time to take a trip around the National Football League, and it's unfortunate for our Cowboys fans in the audience, I have some bad news to deliver. That's on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN.